0: Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss the lessons, the awakenings, and the gruesome beauty of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. Hello, hello, and welcome back. Thank you for returning or thank you for joining. It's a pleasure to be here. In this episode, I'm talking about how to rebuild yourself after a divorce. Or after a major change, honestly. But this is about divorce, baby. So how to rebuild yourself as a person. And not for the purpose of any one thing. Not for dating again or getting into another marriage or a career change. Just the focus is you. And that's all I care about. So let's back up. And this is off the heels, let me just tell you. This is off the heels of... A therapy session I just had. And I just was reminded of the point in time where I chose to rebuild myself. I didn't know I had to. Therapy didn't prompt me to do it. I just knew I felt like a shell of a woman after leaving my marriage. And I didn't want to feel that way anymore. I didn't know that I was that I wanted to be grounded in something. I didn't know that, I, I knew I felt lost. I knew I was going in the right direction, but also felt lost at the same time. Two things can be true, right? But intuitively or guided by something just said, hey, you need to figure out who you are and who you're not, what you like, what you don't like, and all these things, period. Like just, just do that, work on that, focus on that. And the pandemic was a great opportunity for me, at least to do that. I had nothing but time and this is the time away from my children. We were splitting custody at that time. Uh, We still are just differently right now, but in the moments that I had just me, I made it about just me. And so I am going to share some of those things. In this episode. And this is for the people who may have lost themselves in their marriage or in their relationship. And don't know where to start on how to rebuild themselves. And it, I think it's very easy to do. To lose yourself in a marriage. In a title specifically. Because the title of wife comes with expectations. It comes with whether it be external or internal the expectations that we put on ourself or the expectations that come from family, the person that you're with, from society, how it's supposed to look, feel, act, talk, walk, quack, all the things. There's just a lot of pressure that is internalized. And with that, we might allow expectations to supersede us being self-expressed or our full identity or... our our authentic self, as people like to say. So when the expectations are more important than us as a person, it's easy. It's just a one for one, if then that type of thing. Um, And if then uh, equation where if this is true, then that will probably happen. If you think the expectations or if you internalize expectations to be important, they might supersede your own personal identity. So you find yourself in a situation where you are no longer yourself or you're functioning as yourself but inside you don't feel like yourself. And then when you leave the situation like myself or it ends, you find that you feel lost and confused and you're not grounded in anything or you don't feel you know safe within your own body because there's a lot of uncertainty um that you're left with you know I'm speaking to myself over here so that's how it can happen and what worked for me is that I made lists for myself i made lists of things that i like that i don't like um hobbies <laughs> places i like to go um, and that helped. And the list took, the lists took time to build. So it wasn't like I just sat down one day and all of a sudden, all of these ideas came pouring out because I was so lost in the sauce or just not grounded in who I was. I had no idea what to put on those lists. I just knew that those lists were going to be important to me. So when I had downtime, I don't, have to lament or start to build resentment I can focus on the things I do like and as I uh, build my coaching program and and at one one day it's going to be a divorce journal I'm sure of it but um I I'd like to add what could be a good idea to do as well as making lists uh plot out what a perfect day looks like for you and that means plot out what a, a great morning looks like for you or a great day or a great evening, choose your fancy or all the above and try to make those things happen for yourself. And if it's in, if that list take time, sure. It, to me, it was a running note in my phone where i like, oh, you do like racquetball or you do like skating or you do, I don't know, like sewing. I just had to remind myself of these things. I'd say it was at least a week, but probably longer for me to really just have a solid list of things I like to do. So I could focus on myself and rebuild myself. And also uh, listing out, if it's not about the hobbies or the to-dos or the lists, I'm sorry, the likes It can be about what brings you excitement or what brings you joy or what brings you peace, like plants or dimmer lighting, um, or what brings you pleasure or whatever's important to you. If it brings you a thrill and you're into thrills, do that. Um, I'm a big proponent of lists and journaling. Uh, so, and it's important because. In the emotions of a divorce, there's a bunch of emotions. (laughs) Um, In the emotions of it all, it's hard to think clearly. So when you have some clarity, write these things down. And then when you have like a pathway of more clarity, you can go do these things. And the list is because it might not all come at once. You might have a glimmer of something. You just jot it down so it doesn't have to be recalled later on. It's just making your brain take a break from having to hold all these things and eventually they'll be in your brain and you don't have to have a list. It's just like the training wheels on a bike where we don't know how to do it on our own yet, but let me just write it down so I can come back and have it in a place where I know I can go. Put it on your refrigerator, put it by the mirror in your bathroom or whatever the thing is, have it in a place where you can access it whenever you need it and do those things. And a guiding light has always been for me, at least what feels good in my body. It feels good to laugh. It feels good to roller skate. It feels good to have a great conversation with friends. So with that, I'd say make these lists when you can, no pressure. It'll all come out whenever it needs to. And if you're unable to, we can do a retracement. We can look back and maybe you have old photos or old journals, blog posts if you're a blogger, bank statements even tell you about yourself Um, to look at the things you used to spend money and time on. And if you don't have that, there's people, of course. Ask people who've known you for a very long time and ask them, what did I like to do? Before I got married, like what, who was I? I had a friend tell me (laughs) in a very funny way. I, I can't, I can't recreate that moment, but essentially he told me that I was the friend who said she would never get married. And then I just went off and got married. I was like, oh, oh, you're right. I was totally that person. And I think the shift for me, just sidebar Is that I felt the pressure Societal pressure of Hey, you might want to have children You might want to get married Go do the thing But yeah, reach out to people who've known you for a long time And ask them about you just, Whether it's an interview or just a sidebar In a conversation Like, who, who was I? Because they have valuable information And you may like the same things And you may not, and that's cool. And the other idea, or the last idea for this is to meet new people (laughs) and try new things, whatever your interests might be. And it could be a blind interest. Like, hey, I just happened to see a post about archery and go try it out. If it resonates with you as something that's pretty cool or decent or interesting to do, go do that. You might find something new that you're into which is also great, always great, in my book, at least. So making a list of what you know, what you can remember, asking friends and family about who you were or what you used to like to do. And it doesn't have to be before the marriage. It could just be like earlier on in the marriage when you still had a grasp of your identity. And then trying new things. And I would say from experience, and all I did was the list of what I like and what I don't like. Um, and that was a guiding light for me. The benefits of doing this, I mean, obviously you're rebuilding yourself. This is healing. You're doing some some deep healing work when you figure out who you are. And they have that, that um, phrase, like, teach people how to treat you. It really starts with yourself. You're teaching yourself. You're, you are people. <laughs> you're teaching yourself how to treat you and nourish yourself. And you're taking care of yourself in a way that it's needed. Especially if you are being taken care of by someone else. And that role was outsourced to your partner. Where now it's time for you to, to do that for yourself. And it feels really, really good to be able to do that for yourself, just to know that you can. It doesn't have to be forever. You don't have to be self-reliant. We human beings need each other, but to know that you can, it's kind of like the person who always had things given to them, but to know that you can build something on your own, you can make it on your own, stay on your own two feet. You don't have to, but you know that you can. So that's very much what this is, the introspection to figure out what it is, like figure out your identity and um, rebuild and build a strong foundation of who you are and like how you navigate the world because it's the shackles of expectations, Um, they just need to be, obliterated in my opinion because they have such a stronghold on us and they can and they do specifically for women and um I don't know I got I got a grudge against the shackles of the expectations the society all the things because it comes at you hard early and pervasively and consistently throughout the decades and generations so for me I've learned and, and like naming things is like the power of naming is so underrated because it makes things make sense. So I've learned that I am an ambivert, mostly introvert, but I have my moments of extrovert.